Come on in, guys. Welcome back to Talking Llama. Matt Hambridge and Jared Sundin here to break down episode six of Survivor 41. Even though nothing that happened tonight might end up mattering next week, which we'll get into, but that's one of the problems with this week. We'll get into maybe overall overall thoughts from the both of us here. Um, it was a surprise non-elimination episode, Jared. And um, anyone who follows Australian Survivor, whether it's my recaps or others, the non-elim episodes are always weak points in the season, always a big point of complaint among fans. So sure, let's have U.S. Survivor bring that in. It's one of the things we were missing. <laughs> you know, uh, of all the surprises that they've thrown at us this year, unfortunately, I don't know if this is my least favorite. Yeah, there are a disappointingly high number of contenders for that honor this season. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's still like half the season left, so we'll see. But in a, in a shortened season already, in terms of days at least that they're on the island and the same number of episodes, there was no need to have a non-elimination week in here. At least, at least in Australia, it makes sense from a production standpoint. The number of days number of episodes, a number of contestants you kind of have to do it. Doesn't make it better, but at least you can like logically explain it. Here's they're just like saying, what is every single twist we can possibly do, especially ones that we haven't done before and just see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I, it just, I mean, I don't know why they did it. It feels like they're kind of overcompensating for like how fast things are moving right now. And like, oh, we can't already be at the merge. We got to we gotta slow this down because we've barely even met anyone yet. Yeah. Well, like the show is maybe getting ahead of itself a little bit, we're maybe jumping ahead ourselves here. So we'll turn back time. Remember that for later. And uh, go back to the beginning of the episode. Oh, no. <laughs> can't believe you just did that. It was right, it was right there, Jared. It was, it was, it was, it was. too obvious. I apologize if the terrible pun offended you, but it, it had to be done. It was too easy. Anyway, moving on. Just forget about it. Moving on. Start off at the Ewa uh, camp with Shannon Ricard after the, the genie vote. And we're starting to see some potential cracks form between this formerly super strong duo. Um, and especially at this point, I think they're both to blame. So, of course, last week, um, Shan found the Beware Idol gave Ricard her extra vote to hold on to in case she couldn't use it. Then she, her idol was activated, so she got her vote back. She asked Ricard for her extra vote back. He said no. He'd give it to her tomorrow, meaning after the vote. It's now tomorrow. And actually, we started the started the night, and Shan asked for it again. Ricard still doesn't want to give it back. And then it comes to the next day, i.e. T- the tomorrow Ricard was t- at, uh, talking about. Shan asks for it again. Ricard pushes back again, even though he literally said, I will give it back tomorrow, which it now is. 
And they kind of go back and forth. He does eventually acquiesce and give it to her. But I don't know. What did, what did you think of uh, how they both handled that? I think uh, making the decision to give it to him in the first place was Shan's main mistake. I think Ricard came out of this looking worse than Shan, though. I'd agree. I agree with, bo- with both things you said there. Shan should have waited until she knew for sure her vote was lost unless there's some weird wording. Cause we talked about before how the show is doing a terrible job of explaining how the advantages work. Like every, like all the rules along with it. There's some obscure rule where like if she, her votes lost and they go to tribal, she then can't give the extra vote away at that point. That's the only thing I can think of, but that seems so convoluted and unnecessary. Not that this wouldn't be the season for it per se, but yeah, she should have waited. And then at Ricard, as soon as he says, I'll give it back to you tomorrow, you've got to give it back tomorrow. If that's, especially if, if it's not yours. <laughs> yes, especially if you if you get her to agree to say, okay, you can hold on to it for tonight and you'll give it back tomorrow. And he says, yeah, I'll give it back tomorrow. And then you don't. Like you already pushed it once. I think Shan should have dropped it once he kind of pushed back a little bit. But he should have given it to her at the very least, the next morning. Yeah, I think also it made it made Shan look a little more in the wrong for like trying to push back and get it. And and she she tried to justify asking for it back. I should have written the quote down, but she it almost seemed like she felt guilty about asking for it back. And it's like, well, if he pushes back, just be like, um, that's mine. Like, that's the only reason I need to give you. Give me that. I, I must have missed that. But but yeah, um, she, well, that, I mean, that is that is that is true. I mean, technically ownership transfers by the letter of the law that that is Ricard at that point. But it's not in the spirit of what they agreed to. Well, the I think what I'm thinking of is the. She's like, yeah, I just want it back. So, you know, when we go to the merge, we look, we look unified or something like that. And it was like, you didn't even need to give him that reason. Like that first off sounds not like just something you made up. Yeah. But like, you didn't even need to go that far. Because then even, and then when she says that, then one of his points of, well, if we're together, it doesn't matter who has it. That gives a little more credence to that argument on his side. It does. And then when he asks, why does it matter? Well, it's like, buddy, why does it matter that you have it then? It's a dangerous game to play because you can so, go back and forth with that yeah, all day. It's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's but why I they both came out not looking this, good. This was the beginning of probably Shan's worst episode yet. This, is, this isn't the first mistake she would make. Uh, oh, no. Did I, I feel like I missed something now. I, I remember her very high pitched greeting of everyone that when they got there for the merch, but um, I don't think that's a mistake that you know, we'll get to it, but just to remind you when she's talking to Leanna and Tiffany and she's out. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Yep. Oopsie. And then uh, moving over to Yasa, that's where we see them open the tree mail revealing the merge. Xander is feeling like they're a rock solid four. And I think, Honestly, we know he's wrong. I think that's 
probably more of a credit to Evie, Lana, and Tiffany than anything that they know they're tight for now. Another one we'll get to later. And that they're able to make him feel so comfortable that, um, yeah, he looks like an idiot and a dummy when he says that because we know what's really happening. But I, I think those three have done a really good job of making him feel comfortable. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to make a really weird analogy here. He's like, if you were playing Survivor against the AI or computer and you told it a lie and it's just like, okay, yes, I accept that. <laughs> That's fair. Like, like, like in Madden where you can force trades to go through. Yeah, he's just like, he doesn't seem to have much street smarts. I'd agree. I think it's a combination. I think he's I really think, young too. Yeah. They're kind of, kind of like JD, that little naivete of being a little too trustworthy and not really, you know, being maybe a little easier manipulated. Um, but I do think those three being tight kind of helped solidify them working him over. But of course, now that they're one tribe or one and a half tribes, however the hell this is <laughs> technically working. Um, we'll see how it goes going forward. Uh, then moving over to Luvu. I kind of like that they were all a little more skeptical of, of this being, you know, the true merge. Um, they weren't so sure if going to come with a cost or if there's going to be a little twist. And again, this could be one of those editing things where all three tribes had that moment of second guessing what was happening. Um, they just chose Luvu to be the one to display it. But we do get them. Um, I think it's Sydney or Deshaun maybe. Um pointing out that with Lubu never having gone to tribal council up to this point, you can't really be certain where those alliance lines lie in that group of six. We get a little pieces, you know, a few pieces, you know, morseled out throughout the episode, but until you vote, you can't say for sure who's with or against you. Yeah. Um, I was just going to go back and, and say, you know, based on Lubu being the only one that we see, being skeptical of what's happening at the merge i think that's kind of telling where like maybe this is why they've succeeded so far in that like they are thinking ahead and um i know it's really challenges have been their strength but i'm just saying like it's probably a very competent group of people who always puts themselves in a good position yeah well five competent and the jury still out on heather <laughs> yeah wait we gotta make the joke again. Who? <laughs> Is it a joke when you call out the joke before you make the joke? Yes. Fair enough. Um, and yeah, because later on we also get a comment from Sydney about how she can't stand Heather. And it's like, what? Where was <laughs> where was any of that conflict? Yeah, the only the only reason as viewers that we can determine Sydney would not like Heather is because she's bad at challenges. Correct. But yeah, so, uh, I mean, I doubt we'll get more backstory into that until if Sydney's there when Heather is the is voted out, maybe she'll say, you know, give the whole details, we'll get some flashbacks to day, day two, three, four of what happened. But that was just a shock. It's like she doesn't say anything. We haven't seen anything from her. I don't um, know what she sounds like. There was one point when they're at the at the beach, like eating their rice. And Heather starts to say like two words and then someone just cuts her off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
she's in a group of six and she still can't get in a full sentence. You, I, it's funny, but I feel so bad for her. Like she can't be that boring of a person where it's like, she gave us nothing. You can't show her talk at all. Yeah. Well, Hey, at least she, uh, didn't get eliminated tonight. So there's kudos to her, I guess. Yeah. Victory, great count job. The victories where you can. All right, now we get into the beginning of, of the meat of the episode. Another terrible fourth wall break from Jeff, who said, who basically comes in and says, hey, guys, here's what's going to happen. Now wa- go watch it happen. It's like, dude, just show us the thing. Nothing you said added anything to watching it unfold. Yeah, we definitely would have gotten there eventually, Jeff. But at <laughs> least you, you put the unnecessary time constraint on yourself to say it before they all walked in. They don't explain these intricate, complicated advantages. Then they have Jeff spoon feeding us play by play of what we're literally about to see happen with him also explaining it to the players. And we have less time to make it all happen. Yes. Interesting choice. Um, So it's the merge, but as Jeff would say, not really, even though it basically is. He, he lo- I feel like he loved wording it that way. Like you earn your way into the merge. He's big on earning everything this season. But really what the twist is, is you're merged, but half the tribe is just immune at the first tribal council. That's what it is. Yeah, it's definitely another, another terrible, terrible twist. Terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as far as I know, when you're all living together and competing individually and voting as one tribe at a tribal council. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, I think they're merged. Yeah. Um, so what they're doing here is they're going to draw for two teams and two players will sit out. They'll draw a gray rock. We'll get to that in a second. Dig up a huge massive boulder, push it through an obstacle course, retrieving keys, unlock puzzle pieces, solve a slide, slide word puzzle, standard issue survivor challenge. The thing was, how did they not guess merge feast earlier for the word? It seemed like words? that went on a long time. It seemed super obvious that like merge is going to be on your mind. And then if you get merge, you have, you know, F E A S T. How many other words can you make out of that? I get with a slide. That's a little harder to manipulate. Cause you can't just lift pieces and place them wherever you want. But they had the blue, the, um, the yellow team, whichever team won. They had four Luvu members who were as kind of energetic and healthy. Can't think of a better term than anyone. Um, as cognitively aware, maybe as anyone should have been, that they should have been able to figure it out. But yeah, it went on for what seemed like a long time, um, given how obvious the the phrase seems because oftentimes those phrases are tough it'll be you know three or four words and you can get other words that make sense before you get the right phrase but that one nitpicking a little bit sure but it just seemed like they took a little too long on that one yeah don't know what the explanation is or right. if it was editing but yeah so we have danny ricard sydney deshaun and evie against xander heather liana tiffany and shan with Nasir and Erica drawing the gray rocks. And I don't know how much she actually held the team back, 
But as soon as I saw Heather was on a, was on a team and I thought, okay, yellow is going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Although uh, her record in team challenge is undefeated up until this point. Or no, is it, no. A, there was a reward, a reward, there was a reward that, where yeah. she, she yeah. single-handedly yeah. cost the, cost them the yeah. win. Um, in any event, what, how, whatever, whatever the breakdown was, uh, the yellow team with Xander, Heather, Leanna, Tiffany, Shan, it did lose. Um, they got it close a little bit, um, but then blue did, did pull out the puzzle then. So that, so that team wins their, their merge buffs and immunity at the next tribal council, not having to compete in the immunity challenge. Don't even get me started on how dumb that is, but I'll think it started on eventually. Um, and then they also get to choose between Nasir and Erica. One of the two can join them. It's as if they won the challenge with them. The other two goes to exile for two days. And as far as the players know, she goes to exile, then just comes back. But they're assuming she gets or, or, or will have the chance to get something along the way, um, which which we'll get to in a second here. Um, Danny made the cardinal sin of saying they decided by doing paper, rock, scissors, which in my mind, is cause to be voted out if you if that's what you call it i wish they would have done it by picking a number but rock paper scissors i mean same thing yeah although they say they did rps but it sounded pretty much yeah especially with, with four lou with they just picked this year yep. which erica to her credit kind of sussed out immediately um and and credit to this for not getting too excited right in erica's face when they picked him yeah, uh, he's an excitable guy, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe he uh took it a little far, but <laughs> I mean, jump, I feel yes! like he was jumping, screaming. <laughs> I mean, it was it's it's hard to actually blame him because, in the moment, like in, in his mind, literally, he went from on the block to guaranteed safety, yeah, so you can and- see where it comes from, and like I said, he's an excitable guy. But still, when you're right in front of someone you spent the entire game with so far, I know I doubt it was it wasn't intentional, but it's like he's just rubbing it right in her face. I thought it was hilarious. It was great. Well, in his defense, too, I feel like that was not 100 percent of what he could have given us there. I mean, I feel like he did really. <laughs> so he was holding back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, do you. Whether or not they did RPS or not, it just sounds like they they didn't. Have to hear from Danny later. Do you think they made the right choice in in taking this year? I don't. Um, I think it was uh, all all we knew about this tribe from the first episode was that they knew Nasir was so competent at surviving on his own that they didn't know if they could survive without him. So if you're going to send one person to an island by himself. I mean, if you're going to try and make it not controversial, not political, it's just right there in front of you. You just send this guy and say, we know he's going to be fine. And then Erica's not unhappy. And if you send Erica there, I mean, and she knows she's on the bottom. You're it's, it's, it's seven, five. That, that that was my <laughs> my thinking exactly show yeah. erica some kindness get soften her up a little bit and even phrase it by saying like nasir is the best equipped of anyone to handle exile or however you want to do it but they easily could have sent nasir 
over Erica. Um, and I get the reasoning they wanted to shore, you know, firm up their safety in numbers, but with everyone still voting, it's not like just the people who are competing were voting at the next tribal. It's everyone's voting, even though half are competing. That yeah, I think they should have sent Erica for exactly what you what you just said there. Um, because then later on at the reward feast, Danny and Deshaun, you know, of course they they play nice, say they like Erica. Um, but really they wanted to they wanted to make sure Nasir was safe because they want to send a woman home at the first vote. Um, you know, it's four men gone versus two women. They want to try to even up the numbers. We'll see how that goes going forward. Um, you know, there's always talk of a women's alliance every single season. Thanks, Parv. Um, and it really never comes to fruition, or at least no successful fruition. Um, except 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 for the one time it was masterfully done. I don't know. We're going to have to disagree on this. I think it's been successful a lot more than you think it has. And in particular, this season, they've all, I mean, it was out in the open. That's what they were doing on Yasa. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one tribe. I feel like anything, anything pre-merge, at least in my mind, you can kind of disregard because you're just trying to scrape by. And if you get into like a, a, or when there's bigger tribes that, you know, if it's two tribes of, of eight or whatever it might be um, post-merge, is when I feel like a lot of the the fears of women's alliances get brought up and don't really amount to anything. But yeah, pre-merge, you're just you're globbing onto anything you can to stay in the game. So I guess if we're different a little bit in, in I guess when we're putting those into effect. But but yeah, you're absolutely right. Yasa is a prime example, but they could be breaking up already, as we'll see um, with with Leanna and Tiffany. Um, so then we get to the go to the merge beach next and this is where shan's next big mistake comes from her comes in so she's talking to liana and tiffany is there and shan brings up uh liana's advantage that she got from their journey together right in front of tiffany and liana had not told tiffany she had intentionally not told tiffany um so liana of course is in the position where she has to confirm that she got something um, because Shan knows she protected her vote. So Leanna for sure got something. Um, and then later on when uh, Tiffany and Leanna are talking down at the water, Tiffany asked her, you know, specifically what it's about. And she, T- Leanna explains how she has the worst advantage the game has ever included in the game. Not her words, mine paraphrasing, but it's true. I loved how she put it though. Like she when like you say she, Leanna, or Tiffany? How Leanna put it. Um, because, you know, they try and make the advantage seem like, wow, okay, yeah, you need to, like, ask them if they have the idol, and if they do, it becomes yours. And Leanna just goes, yeah, I can just take someone's idol. I just say, give me your idol. <laughs> I mean, it's basically what it is. I know, I know. But, like, they, the producers obviously would never <laughs> say it that way. But when you're just summarizing what you have in a short amount of time, that's exactly right. Yes, it's the it's the it's the gimme advantage. Um, and then um, in between that, though, Leanna and Shan do go off and talk together. And as annoyed as Leanna seemed that Shan kind of blew up her spot, she still seems to be very willing to work with with Shan. So I don't know if they they must have actually bonded really strongly in that short time on that journey, because for someone you haven't worked with before or spent more than a couple hours with having someone completely expose what you were keeping to yourself 
day one of the merge, that could easily be grounds for I'm done with you. I'm not working with you going forward. Yeah, I think uh, I think <laughs> there's a well, I don't know if I should say it yet, but the criteria for deciding who you're going to work with has been determined. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think it necessarily depends what exactly happened when they were just together, the two of them. It seemed like they bonded, but mm-hmm. now that they've all come back and talked post-merge, I think there's uh, also some other factors that go into determining who you're working with. Yeah, and let's just jump into that um, because then Shan, Liana, Danny, and Deshaun are talking, and they and they want to form an, a foursome, a, a four-person alliance, you know, sub-alliance, mini group, however you want to phrase it, because four clearly isn't the majority, but those four together are are wanting to to kind of work together going forward and and they do they do mention that you know having the chance of having four people of color to you know four black players to work together isn't something that you see every season and you know the diversity initiative with casting was a big big focus of of production over the last you know year 18 months or so and clearly um when they put it into practice and the first season back from their hiatus you know it is uh the whatever they phrase it, mini minimum fifty percent of, of BIPOC as they call the players on on the cast, and I mean there's you know people are going to complain about it, but um, and if you go back all the way even to um, Marquesas, you have Sean and Vesepia Dalton Ross tweeted this this clip out, which is why it's at, at top of mind for me. You have um, Sean and Vesepia talking about the the difference in how you can or feel like you have to act on survivor when you're coming in as a minority in the game, just on day one, that there's something else that already set you apart. So um, kind of like the, I guess, controversial cook Island season when, when you do have um, more of a, a split in terms of diversity on the cast, it, it, it does give them, you know, the players a little more freedom, you know, mental freedom to kind of play, play a little more loosely and, feel like they can really play as themselves not to hold back anything um and i think that's what survivor is going for um but we'll see you know that's only one factor that they're using to 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 work together they could end up hating each other next week um and i'm guessing that the game will prevail whether you're working together because of that or you're not working together because of that whatever it is if it's better for your game you'll work with people a b and c if it's worse for your game you will vote out players d e and f that's just the way survivor goes and i i don't see that changing for any reason um survivor as much as they as much as they they've changed the structure of the game survivor still survivor it's a self-interested game and anyway i like that foursome there there are four strong players and different strengths i think they could do some serious damage if they're able to um cohesively work together I think they're interesting because they're all from different tribes. Um, so it'll be, yeah, they, yeah, they do have three, three, all three represented. Yeah. So I think that'll be the thing that I'll be watching for the most is just how they, uh, I guess, I don't know how they gel and just, um, have to trust each other so early on after the merge. Then we move to Erica on exile and, Jeff eventually shows up and if we're going to do minor nitpicks, I got another one here. He starts talking to her about kind of the, the mental and emotional toll 
that being on exile kind of took on her. And for a season that is kind of billing itself as the toughest season ever, part of exile is having to be on your own, not ha- not having people to talk things through with. And I don't know. I, of course, in this grand scheme of things, it was probably five minutes, 10 minutes. But I just think if you're going to talk about how hard the season is, you shouldn't give them any sort of mental outlet to discuss anything with, especially when it's impartial. Nothing she says to Jeff can come back to bite her in the butt later on. Well, yeah, I'm I'm glad he did it because I would have forgotten how hard the season was if, <laughs> uh, if he did not. They, they really beat that in this week. They did more so than any other week. And I think it's because we also didn't have the long trek up the mountain to remind us. So we had to, yeah, we had to say, yep, there's no rice. Evie got in on that. Yeah. There's, it can't be understated. Oh, and, and anyone who follows survivor Twitter there, the old school players were, uh, they had something to say about harder season ever. Oh, Uh, please. So uh, can we go off on a tangent here and you can yes. fill me in on what some of the comments were. From- um, so Sophie Clark, great Sophie Clark tweeted old washed up survivor here on season 23. We also had no rice. In addition, we had no reward challenges. And then Dalton Ross replied. And on even older seasons, they weren't even given untreated water. So of course, Evie arrived on exile Island with a small pot of rice and a um, little canteen of water. Uh, Russell Swan, hardest season ever. Sorry, that's a hard no. Um, Samoa was no joke. We know how that story goes. Um, they got pummeled with rain. We spent. <laughs> they were a, a comfort good... tribe, though. We. <laughs> yeah, Russell uh, definitely brought some of that on on themselves by going comfort over uh, function. But there was, of course, the the great image of of poor Eric spending twenty three hours inside of a tree during a nonstop downpour. Um, and obviously the, the season 41 players aren't doing it to disparage the, the other, other players or older seasons, but at, as frustrating as this season has been at times, it's, it's super fun to see this kind of unintentional back and forth between the current players and those who have maybe played in, arguably harder conditions for a variety of reasons. Well, Sophie should have mentioned that she had to go 39 days to and spend every single one of them strategizing with coach. As much as we love coach, he's not exactly the easiest person to, to work with as we've, as from what we've seen at least. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love coach. I don't think I could take 39 straight days of that guy. So not on artists. Yeah. Hardest season ever. Uh, I'm probably gonna have to disagree too. Not that I was there for any of them, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, if, if you're trying to convince me so much that this is the hardest season, it's just going to convince me otherwise. Yes. It's like the more you have to say it, the less, the less it true it becomes like people. There's, there's a great quote in, in game of Thrones. Um, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but, um, Tywin basically says, someone who has to declare himself king is is no is no king or something like that and it's like if you have to say you're on the hardest season ever it's probably not the hardest season ever yeah but we're just kind of wasting time because not a lot happened this episode although we have one more twist to get to um as we 
we're, we're talking about. Jeff is on exile with, with uh, Erica and he gives her the power to, to turn back time. I'm going to call this the share advantage. C-H-E-R. You, do you I'm know that's, letting the silence take speak, over. She, she has a song called if, if I could turn back time. Yeah. I, I'm not a big share guy. I, I wouldn't have known that off the top of my head, but I still wanted to let the silence happen. That's fair. I probably deserved it. My, my big thing survivor, like let's just say F it go all in on ridiculousness. They need to shell out money to get that song played next week. That would be great. That's, that's my one thing. If, if they can do that, I might forgive everything about this season um, because it would just make me so, so happy. Um, I'm going to try to pull up that song and at least play you the um, share the audio. See, now you're in it, Jared. Okay. Can you hear it? Oh, I can hear. It's perfect. I'm in a different emotional place now. I'm just trying to have fun with it. Oh, yeah. I. Uh, it would make it better if they played that. I was going to suggest maybe if we're shelling out money to get audio on the show, reach out to the Dragons, see maybe <laughs> if, if they're willing to... They can to... do a cover of... If I could turn back time. Yes. That's what we need. Coach JT. Courtney. Courtney. Oh my God. I'm so Courtney. I know you're listening to this. I'm so sorry. I forgot your name. <laughs> Coach JT, Courtney. They were the main three, right? I know Amanda was there, but they were the, yeah, I think she was like the, 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 the groupie, as she said, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah. Those three, a dragon's cover. If I could turn back time would be in our eyes, probably the single best moment on survivor. Yeah, at least in mine, that'd be just amazing. No, me Any, too. Me but too. anyway, to the to the advantage. Um, so she has the option to turn back time by not turning an hourglass, but just by smashing it. Which I don't know why you need, she needs to smash it. It's, a, it's an hourglass. It's a very clear I, way to reverse things. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Well, as long as we're nitpicking too. <laughs> Why did Jeff need to lay it down for her to smash it? Is it not smashable upright? Maybe not. Maybe it's some weird physics thing where it has to be at a certain angle. We won't break. Yeah, that was like some, there's probably some shot that they wanted to get in there. That Yeah. Yeah. Now, if she, if she tries to swing and misses, does she get to redo it? Or is it like a one swing and done? I would like if it was one and done. Just like, because there's like a 99.9% chance you don't miss, but just having that in the back of your head, like if I mess this up, it's just all for naught. That would, yeah. See, we're thinking of, we're thinking of much better ideas than even the show right now. If you're going to have a terrible advantage or twist, at least make it funny. Well, my suggestion to you, I I should probably let you 
explain what the actual yes we we still have yet to get to what her actual decision is which it seems like a no-brainer decision we'll get to that in a second too um so she can either leave the game as it is um she goes back to camp when she goes back she and the other um other six five participate in the immunity challenge as planned the other the winning tribe plus Nasir or winning team plus Nasir is immune, yada, yada, yada. Or she can flip it and reverse the results of, of the, of the previous day's events where she and the yellow team then become immune and the other, other six then have to compete in the um, upcoming immunity challenge. And if she decides to switch, do you think the players have to hand over their buffs to another player? That'd be hilarious. I hadn't, I, I hadn't made it. No, that they far. would give them a clean buffs, but it'd be hysterical if you just see someone go up and just like snatch the buff out of someone's hand. Yeah, that's. I think they have enough on their plates already. <laughs> um, what do you think she's going to do? Do you think Do you think there's any chance she leaves things as they are? I'm really worried that's what's going to happen. Like I'm, I think. Yeah, I think that she's going to overestimate how mad. Well, they're going to be mad about it, but like. She's already said that she thinks she's at the bottom. That's the thing. Her tribe. But when like Jeff gave her that hourglass and she was like, how long do I have to think about it? I was like, no, 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 that's the wrong answer. I mean, they've done studies. Isn't like your gut reaction correct most of the time? Yeah. Very scientific. They, they would tell yeah. you. Most of the time, gut reaction, they, a lot of, a lot of firm data points there. Um, but yeah, because four people on, do I have that right? Four people on the immune group are Luvu or three. Um, Danny, Sydney, Deshaun. Yeah, three. And then, it, but she already said that she thinks she's on the bottom, especially with those three too. Well, and this year, like if she's if she's with anyone, it's probably with Heather. So those yeah. four, and plus, if she decides to, I think either way you swing it, especially if she decides to flip it, the the original losing tribe. It's not a guarantee, but they're going to love her. Yeah, that is also true. Um, I My thinking is, well, if you reverse it, then you can't get voted out. That's the, the biggest thing is it's do you want to be safe or do you want to be one out of six people who can go home? And depending on how, how into the um, – the weeds, I guess she is of all the information or just from her assumptions. She knows there's going to be idols and advantages, extra votes potentially in play. When there's so few people who can be targeted, take yourself out of that equation. I mean, she should choose her safety either way, even if all 12 people were competing like as, like as usual it would be. But when it's only half of that and there's already this uncertainty, secure your place in the game. That's that is what conventional thinking would tell you, but 
this is not like any other season. You have yes. to keep that in mind. It's the hardest season ever. So who knows? Who knows how the mental state of mind of the people will be? Oh, I bet she would make the opposite decision of of what she would usually do because she's so so mentally distraught. <laughs> um, and that's just kind of it with with no with no tribal. I mean, that's what the entire episode's build to. It builds this climactic moment, and now it just stops. Very, um, and we knew it was coming because Jeff was kind enough to tell us, I suppose. But still, it just kind of ends, and then that's yeah. it. Yeah, I was, uh, I was kind of hoping for like a little bit. If they're gonna do a cliffhanger, I mean, just wait to tell us what the advantage is too. Like, I don't need to know what the advantage is and then the cliffhanger is yes or no i mean that's that's fine i was telling you i hope before we knew what the advantage was with all the crazy twists and turns that have happened i hope she comes back i forget what i called it the super vote a super vote yep yeah she's got the super vote and she comes back and she gets seven pieces of parchment (laughs) and she can just write the same name down seven times. She can write a bunch of different ones and uh, yeah, just cast her seven votes and uh, call it good there. I mean, it wouldn't, it would fit in. It would make sense. She's up there for like five minutes, just furiously writing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm, uh, if you can't tell, I'm not in a great mental state myself with how the season's going. Part of that, and I, I would agree, is that there's been such a buildup of idols and advantages that literally have not been able to be used. Xander had an idol, which he couldn't use. He had an extra vote, which he couldn't use. He didn't have a vote. And now all of these things just come like bursting out all at once. It's, it could be an absolute mess. It could be, yeah. Um, I think it'll be more exciting, but... I don't know if it'll be in a good way. Yes, it's gonna it's going to be like like the Aussie moments. It'll be a big moment, a big TV moment, but it's gonna be really stupid in the confines of the game at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with without a vote to analyze, there's really not much else. It's just describing what people did for 42 minutes um really would have benefited from a two-hour block that's for sure because even if you do one vote in two hours at least it ends with a vote off you know that's the the signature moment of the show we accomplished something yes that's a very good way to put it it's basically just like it was an hour of deleted or extended scene that you watch on paramount plus after the fact many of which or all of which could be completely irrelevant with one smash of an hourglass. Yes. They, they went a little bit lost on us. <laughs> yeah. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Bringing up more mysteries than they have answers to. Yeah. Well, my, uh, my quote of the show, I was watching at my mom's house tonight. She goes, an old man with greasy hair just is not a good look. I'm taking shots at Jeff. Yeah. 
Yeah. I wasn't greasy wasn't long Jeff? hair. Greasy that, long hair is what Was it that said. Jeff or was that Ricard? Because he's got the, the long hair too. No, Ricard's not old. It was probably old. It was a shot. It was a shot at Jeff. And he shouldn't have greasy hair because he actually has access to showers. Exactly. Clean water. Yep. So that about sums it up. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. And yeah. well, it wasn't the best episode, but we that might have been the most fun one we had recording, at least. A lot of laughs in here. Yeah, we I mean when there's nothing to talk about, then that's true. You're free to talk about anything. That's true. I mean, and honestly, with the way the season has gone, there was a couple of good episodes sandwiched in between some we'll be nice and say less good episodes. He's gotta find things to enjoy, things to laugh about, and just take that as it is and you know, fingers crossed that it turns around. I'm really hoping that like everything gets played next week, idols, votes, everything, and then just resets. I know it yeah. won't happen, but I think when the first one falls, you're you're going to see a lot of it happening at once, just because there's going to be so much uncertainty with how each advantage is going to affect the game. So everyone is just going to make themselves as safe as possible with what mm-hmm. they have. Yeah, I could see all of the extra votes maybe even being played next week just with people, you know, 12 people coming together together for the first time, not being completely certain who's going to vote with whom, try to secure your spot up a little bit. Um, the idols, so right now, Shan and Xander are in danger, and they both have idols, but hopefully that will change. And then Nasir will become... Um, vulnerable with an idol. Someone will be immune from the challenge. Um, honestly, I hope it's Nasir or someone with an idol because then we won't have idols. I mean, not that they couldn't play for somebody else if they wanted to, but I mean, think. imagine if, if like Erica doesn't change the results and, and say Shan and Xander use their idols. Liana, then Liana takes Nasir's. She uses it. And then just say tiffany wins immunity bye heather i mean it's a lot of ifs but when that's even a possibility to happen something went seriously wrong along the way yeah yep it's they they keep doing it to themselves too. the show like this you have so many advantages out there and you know the most likely time that they're going to come into play is when you merge and there's a lot of uncertainty. And so when you merge, you cut in half the number of people who you can vote out. And then all this stuff becomes like double important. And it's like, oh my gosh, there's so many decisions we could have made along the way that would have lessened the advantage getting. But yeah. And when they're cutting out two weeks of the game, it's harder to spread them out, but just do less it seems like that would have been an easy solution. Yeah. But I guess time will tell. Um, again, Survivor can save the season without beyond a reason, beyond a doubt, if they will just play share next week or ideally a Dragon's cover of share. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be back as, as always to see what kind of nonsense and mess next week brings. So to be sure you don't miss it, make sure you're subscribed, Apple, Spotify, anywhere podcasts exist. We are there. 
and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter at Llama Talk Pod, Instagram at Talking Llama Pod. And from Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambage, and we'll see you next time for another Super the Crispy.